What's going on, everybody? This is the Boys Boys Lots of Toys official podcast. We're coming to you live week six of quarantine. This shit's getting crazy. It's getting wild. Um, and I'm going a little stir crazy, guys. Um, I'm here with Jake and Zane. Boys? Hello. Yeah, I think it's uh, getting crazy out there and even crazier in here. Hello, hello. This is special guest Zane. Might I correct you, Justin? And I am currently staying very frosty right now. I just finished one of my classes for this semester, so I'm in a terrific mood tonight. Love to hear it. We got a jam-packed show for you guys. Um, We have our typical sports headlines of the week, some spicy stuff going on, even though we're all locked inside. Uh, Then we run through our favorite childhood game slash sports. So hopefully we bring back a little nostalgia for all you guys, for all you listeners out there. Um, and then we have a great interview with, um, our new special guest, Will Lynn. Um, he's been a controversial topic on a few, few podcasts, not as controversial as bad boy Ben O'Connell, but controversial nonetheless. He's been a big Um, pick in all of our drafts. He has been picked in all of our drafts. Um, so that's definitely something we'll touch on. And then at the end, we run through our closing announcements, which you will want to stay in, in, in for. Um, that is because we decide how we're going to pick the winner of the golfing expir- extra- extravaganza with the winner of the 2K 30 for 30 tournament, caddied by the loser. That being said, we got our sports headlines of the week. Zane, what is your sports headline of the week? Well, I'm coming to you with the biggest sports headline of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, sports are back in Washington. Earlier this week, Governor Inslee announced that golf courses throughout the state of Washington will be permitted to open beginning May 5th. Mark your calendars, boys. Get your sticks out. Let's hit the links. Oh, God. I'm so excited for that. Just, I mean, I'm terrible at golf, but I love playing it. And I live on a course, and this every day I just look out and just, just so beautiful because it's been like <laughs> 70 degrees. But, God, I yeah. am I'm pumped. I'm right there with you, Jake. I am also disgustingly bad at golf. Um, luckily, before the quarantine, I was able to hit the range a few times and identify that I, for some reason, am a left-handed golfer. Um, I can just hit the ball straight lefty. I don't know what it is, um, but that's, that's kind of the new development, and I'm excited to test it out on the links. Jake, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to hit it when, when, it, when it gets cleared. Oh, it's also well. it's also one of those sports that takes like four hours to play, so it's the perfect quarantine sport. Jake and I actually went before they closed the courses. No, I mean we started at seven, and we were done by eleven. So it didn't it didn't quite take up the whole day, but you get what I'm saying. It was a good chunk. It was nice. Also, on top yeah. of uh, fishing, uh, or not fishing, golfing, fishing's back in Washington too. Oh, very nice. I didn't know so that. Maybe maybe have to get the the fly fly rod out zane you're a big fish guy right i do i i don't have my fly rod anymore when i was uh 12 years old i was float tubing and i hooked a fish and i set it across my tube so i could net it out of the water uh after i netted the sucker i took the took the hook out of his mouth looked down and my pole was gone so that was about a 300 (laughs) fish right there Hey, the, the pole put it all on the line. You gotta love the dedication. <laughs> my dad uh, can't put a 
Could Can't not put describe a how, da- how bad my dad was. Was uh was this in the L.A. River? Huh. This was this was in the Los Angeles. No, it was in Mammoth, Jake. Classic Alaska oh, guy doesn't rivers down in that Cal- California hellhole you live in. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, my headline of the week, boys. Um, UCLA point guard commit Dashian Nix uh, is actually foregoing his commitment to the University of Los Angeles. Or is it Cal State University? Los? Oh, whatever it is. I don't care. Um, <laughs> to play in the Julie, another Julie guy, um, which is really interesting. You know, it, it's interesting that they're offering this option to high schoolers to play in a developmental league, kind of like a sub league within the G League. Um, everyone kind of thinks that they might actually be playing guys in the G League. They will not be. It's like a weird developmental faction within the league. Um, and it's, it's, it's an interesting option. Um, for some people, it's, it's more attractive than college where you can actually, I believe you can build your brand, but um, best of luck to him. I'm just happy it's not a zag. Amen. Any, any comments? Amen. I'm happy Amen. it's a Bruin. Those guys, those guys stink, man. I, uh, How many recruits have they just like flopped on? I don't know. Like, I have no idea what's happened to UCLA and USC over the years. Just falling apart. Oh boy. Well, no, no. I would say USC basketball, as far as recruiting at least, maybe not the performance, but the recruiting is actually better than it's ever been. UCLA's I mean, recruiting, it seems like they get – they got like Shaq's son. They get these big guys. They got the ball, mm-hmm. brother. And then they just like so some weird thing happens and they just screw it up and lose. I think they're favored yeah. for that Evan Mobley kid too. Nope, he's already at USC. His dad's the assistant coach at USC. Oh, that's it. I was thinking one of them. Don't mess with Zane's recruits at uh, USC. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. This this Knicks kid was. I think he was a top ten guy. So, um, you know, it's too bad that he. Oh, I guess not too bad. He's he's making the most of his opportunity. Um, I think it's an interesting option for those kids. So, um, you know, best of luck to him. Um, Zane, or not Zane, Jake. Yeah. How's your headline? Zane gets two turns. Uh, you get two I'm going to focus on uh, some something I think we can all just – we could waste the entire show talking about this. Um, it's all the three Zags declared to the draft with no agents, so they all have the choice to return. And um, – Gut feeling, Zane, how many of the Zags do you think will return and who will they be? Gut feeling, I think they all return. I think um, – I don't think any of them stand out as, like, guys that I could see really contributing to any NBA teams right now. <laughs> like, realistically, I don't see that happening. I think if Kispert were to go, he would end up – in the G League, kind of, he'd take the Norvell route this year. And I think Norvell actually got lucky um, playing for the Lakers G League and then going to the the Warriors. I don't see – I could see a guy, you know, he, I think he does have that NBA talent. I don't think he's there yet. Um, and then Petrusev, I, that, that's mind-balling to me. I, I don't think – I don't know if that guy's NBA ready um, either. But I, I think they all come back. I think it's smart that they're, they're testing the waters. I think it'll help Gonzaga – in the long run, because they're going to know what they need to work on. They're going to work on that craft more when they come back to school. So I, I like that they're all going, um, and I think they're all coming back. Okay, okay. Jay Page, thoughts? Do you agree with Zane? 
Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with Zane. I think they're all coming back. Um, I do think um, they might have benefited from uh, a March Madness run slash the ability to actually work out in front of GMs um, and, and the rest of the staff for different teams. Um, someone like Corey Cooper is he's a guy who I feel like he would light up a workout because he's probably hitting, you know, 80% of his uncontested three-pointers. Um, so that might just catch someone's eye, be like, hey, you have some athleticism. Um, we'll take you in the late second round. And that could have been, you know, farewell, Corey Kispert. But um, luckily for us Zags fans, um, I think they will be back. And um, I got to say, Phil Petrusev is one of the most interesting, like, NBA draft cases the Zags have ever had. Because on one hand, he, as we've discussed, he filled up the stat sheet. But on the other hand, I just feel like he has so much to work on. So those are my thoughts. Yeah, and I, I wish for this, like, you know, segment sake, uh, I disagree with you guys, but I completely agree with everything you said there, where it's just, I, I feel like Petrosev, I don't know, it, it's like what he's, I feel like he's as good as he'll get. And I have no proof of that. I have no idea why I would think that. But that's just how I feel. So I feel like he might think, like, okay, I'll probably get less, like, you know, percentage of the plays this year. So maybe I'll lose production. So maybe I'd go. That's the only thing I could think of. But I, I could see him improving. Like, I don't think his shot's going to get better. I don't think his post game is going to get better. I would like to see him get more aggressive. And maybe being <laughs> older will will yeah. do something for that. But but I guess for, for argument's sake and, and so that we're not just all agreeing, who do you guys think <laughs> is the most likely if one of them were to go? Who would it be? Petrusev. Yeah, I think he's the one that wants to go the most. I think Kispert's the sneaky candidate where someone sees he can shoot, he can play a little defense, he has some sneaky athleticism. Let's take a flyer. Let's give him a guarantee in the back half of the second round. He's he's a sneaky guy. Yeah, I think – I like what you said. I think uh, Kispert, he's actually kind of a freak athlete. Like the way he's able to dunk and stuff, I think that could attract someone – I've also been reading a lot that Petrusev might just say screw it and get a huge contract to play in Europe and just take that. Oh, he would yeah. dominate Europe. Yeah. Like, yeah. His game right now is definitely tailored for the European style of basketball. I think I want. I just want to see him dominate on defense, man. I, I feel like every time he just kind of get worked or, you know, he he get lost in space. It, it was kind of frustrating. So I'd like to see him get better at that. Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, hey, any last thoughts on the uh, on the headliners? Nope. I would just say I've been hearing a lot about uh, more and more professional leagues making bigger attempts to come back. I think the NBA said that they're opening up their training facilities next week or maybe the week after. I think it got pushed back, but looking forward to that. Keep an eye out. Uh, I'm just so excited. I feel like right about beginning of July is when we'll really get like a solid break of like a floodgate break of yeah. No yeah, evidence like- or information to back that up, but that's just <laughs> well, my gut. Golf in June. Going. Golf is golf. Uh, PGA, golf the first June. events in so, June. Yeah, the trajectory is. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. It sounds like July might be a kind of like a deadline, not a deadline, but a goal month where things kind of get back on track and, and some sports are starting to get played. 
Um, but that being said, we will go to our first sponsor of the evening. We have a little surprise for you guys. This segment of the Boys, Boys, Lots of Toys podcast is brought to you by, you know, you love them, the Star Bar Long Islands. Are you missing getting absolutely obliterated on a Thursday? Wishing you were back in college? Then we have the drink for you. Star Bar Long Island. All you need is vodka, rum, tequila, gin, triple sec, and a splash of cola. Let a Star Bar Long Island wash away your inhibitions and make you black out until the taco until the taco truck next door. Come for one drink. Stay until your 8 a.m. philosophy class. Star Bar Long Island. Brought to you by Star Bar Long Island. Yes. Oh, wow. It's so great uh, what Starbar just would pick up that sponsorship. Love them. Uh, Zane, you were quite the patron of Starbar, if I remember correctly. I was. I was. I don't know if I could actually take a sip of a Starbar Long Island <laughs> and and do do anything afterwards. I think I would be sprinting to the bathroom. Well, quarantine is for uh, building yourself up, Zane. So don't do <laughs> that. All right. Uh, We've all been pretty excited about this segment, so we're going to go into the next segment. It's the best childhood games slash sports. And we're not talking about, like, you know, the common ones, like baseball, football, basketball. We're talking about any made-up games you might have had or just anything you loved playing as a kid you really didn't do later in life, like summertime memories. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jay Page, you want to start us off? Absolutely. Uh, this game is a tribute to my good buddy, Matt, who was on the podcast. Um, we played a lot. Actually, I have two games. Um, I'll just quickly describe and get them out of the way. Um, we both we played them both in his backyard with his cousins, uh, some of our other buddies. The first game, you know, it's baseball, but we called it lefty baseball. So everything you had to do was lefty. I was banned from being a pitcher because I already threw lefty. Um, but no one else did anything left-handed, so everyone was swinging the bat left-handed. Uh, guys were throwing left-handed. It was a great time. Um, his backyard is pretty pretty stacked, so uh, we had a lot of fun. He had like a really short uh, right field porch, so it was it was his roof. And so when you'd get a hold of one left-handed, you hit it onto that roof and just freak out. Um, we had a lot of competitive games, and the next game kind of goes on top of that. Uh, it's called over the line. Zane, oh, yeah. you might know what over. Oh, yeah. Overline. Great Southern California beach game. Um, it's like a mix of, oh, gosh, baseball and, like, I don't even know, Zane. Would it be like a tennis? Uh, baseball and tennis. Really it's hard to describe. It's hard to describe. But basically, it's three on three, and you draw in the sand. First, you'll draw a triangle where the two points are on the opposite end and the one point is the home plate. Um, and that's where you obviously swing. And then on the opposite side of the triangle, meeting the two points is a large rectangle. And then, so obviously it's, it's, there's only two bases and there's three batters. Obviously you play three outs, a foul ball is an out. And then basically you just have to tack on run, tack on hits within the rectangle. Um, if you hit it over the last guy, it's a home run. And it's just a lot of fun. There's a big tournament in San Diego. I grew up playing it. Great game all around. Over the line and lefty baseball. Paige, what's what's the the like the warm up baseball game that you do where you have a pitcher and the batter just tries hitting little dinky? Oh, pepper. 
Pepper. Pepper. I thought you were going to bring up Pepper for sure. Oh, I forgot about Pepper. Great one. <laughs> Man, yeah. I've never, no real... Anywho, um, those are my games. Pepper is also a great one, but the only thing with Pepper is it doesn't really end. I don't know. It's kind of like a good warm-up. That's the best part. That's the best part. Zane's out there all day. (laughs) Never ends. Both both great uh, games. Zane, uh, what what do you got on the docket? Well, I kind of went with the schoolyard theme. Uh, Back in the day, you could imagine a little third, fourth, fifth grade Zane running around the schoolyard just dominating – the various sports such as handball, four square, double dutch even. Um, but I'm going to go with two. Wait, that... wait, wait. Did you do double dutch? Oh, I did double dutch, baby. I was the champion at double dutch. J-Page, oh, can you double dutch? I cannot double dutch. I, I don't know, double dutch. I don't know but... if I've ever met anyone who can double dutch. The hardest part about double dutch is just timing it to get in. Once you're in, you're just jumping your feet back and forth, and, and you just got to keep the rhythm. But it is fun when people go a little faster. And then whenever oh, I held boy. the little ropes, we had the plastic ones that, like, really stung if they hit you. Oh, yeah. I'd always just snap them down on the kids so I could go. What a jerk. <laughs> what a <laughs> jerk. <laughs> you expect anything else from a third grade Zane? No, not, not <laughs> at all. No compassion but, whatsoever. Although I was definitely uh, elite at those particular schoolyard games, there were two that stood out where I was. I truly excelled. The first, have you guys heard of this game, Slide? It's kind of like a variation of patty cake, but you do the slide oh, and you yeah. clap and, and you go up higher and higher and higher. I absolutely dominate that thing. Absolutely dominate. Any other games? Yes. The other one, this one, everyone knows, very popular, Capture the Flag. I am a – I'm still in Capture the Flag. Now, is this in a a schoolyard or is this this like in the woods? Oh, this is all schoolyard. Uh, At our school, we had a huge little grass field, and there was a designated area for Capture the Flag. I was strictly the seeker on the field. No defense at all. I was going after the flag. Uh, I remember one game I really remember in, in like, um, elementary school was we would used to do chicken fights on the monkey bars. Did you guys do that? Oh, boy. Where it's just, just like you, you have two kids coming from either end, and you just try to kick <laughs> The rule is you just get them off. Is that how most of the kids broke their arms on the monkey bars? <laughs> no. I, I do love how, like, on all those playgrounds, the softener is, like, loose pebbles. It's like, oh, we got the kids. No worries. Whack. Yeah. Hold on. What is this game Jake just described? Um, it, like, chicken wars. Chicken fights. Chicken, chicken fights. It's yeah, on I the pool, on the monkey bars. People go up on the – on, on the monkey bars on opposite ends, and you just meet in the middle and try to knock the other off. <laughs> nice. I like it. Now I do one other, one other that came up when I was, uh, was considering the games that we played on the schoolyard, and let me just preface. I completely oh disavow oh. the title of this game. However, it, every kid played it when they were younger. Do you guys remember playing Schmear the Queer and oh, how yeah. – could, can you imagine kids today in today's world, not that it was okay during when, you know, just 20 years ago, but today if kids were going around playing Schmear the Queer, 
But also, it's yeah, like it's crazy. But when like you're nine or whatever, and you're playing that, you have no idea what it means. Oh, I didn't know what that was. I thought that no. meant tackle the guy who has the ball. Yeah, it's like you grow grow up, grow up, and it's a very hateful, hateful game. Who taught us this? <laughs> yeah, I love that game. I remember um, that game was like so. I don't know why, but for my neighborhood, that game was like the shit from like ages ten to twelve. Yeah. And so you'd play after the Little League games, and kids started to, like, get together during the week, especially during the summer, and just play Shmear the Queer. And I remember one kid broke his collarbone by this this kid. I won't say his name because this, this uh, podcast is a non-Shmear um, the Queer podcast in terms of the, the name and the, the whole uh, – Anti-Shmear the Queer podcast. Anti-Shmear the Queer. We love the game. We don't love the name of the game. Anywho. Um, I wouldn't say his name for that reason. And he was kind of like a, he, was, he just had like a bad connotation to his name. And everyone was like, oh my God, did you hear that so-and-so broke so-and-so's collarbone? It was the drama of the entire neighborhood. Oh, it was electric. It, it um, definitely it, always it, ended with an injury. That's for sure. The game went on until someone got hurt. Or a fight. Yeah. Or a fight. Yep. Great game though. What about Still you, Jake? Uh, I mean, we did – we would do a lot of – like, one game I remember we played a lot. It wasn't really a game. It was this – we called it Pinecone Wars. And it would, you can only do it during the fall. Because, like, for some reason – I have no idea why. Because squirrels don't eat pine cones, right? Like, does anyone know this? No. I couldn't tell you. This is a lot like, to talk. So, we would just, like – pretty much you're just out in your yard just, like, chucking pine cones at each other, like the smaller ones, like the really thin ones. And but then each, like the next day, they would all be gathered in piles underneath the trees. Again, we assumed by squirrels, but we weren't sure. So basically, the game was you just—it's like paintball, you know. <laughs> um, Interesting. We also did a lot of trampoline. Game. Like, did any of your friends have a trampoline with like the big net around it? Oh yeah. Yes. And we would always use that as, like, the goalpost or whatever because, like, they'd be, you know, segmented in, like, eight. So we came up with this game, Flocky. So how it works, it's, like, you're pretty much, like, all hockey goalies in, like, your own, your own like, corner of the, like, trampoline. Like, you each have a set of posts that's just already on the trampoline is your goal. And um, basically, you can just – you can only hit this, like, Kind of like, you know those, like, squishy dodgeballs you played with in gym class? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the ball we'd use. And the only rules is you can only, like, you can't grab any, the ball at all. You can only slap it. And then you're just trying to score on each person. And you each have, like, four lives. So each time you get scored <laughs> on, you lose a life. That mm-hmm. actually sounds like an electric game. It's pretty fun. We played it for, like, that was, like, 12 to 16. That was the game. Yeah, I do like how when you're kids, the score was always how many lives you have. Yeah, you it's just not die like if you lose. <laughs> you're fucking dead, man. <laughs> like bump. <laughs> One of the most that's also a great game. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, we also had one uh, on the trampoline just called Goldie Wars. And the rule is there, it's 2 on 2 and you have to just hold we had this like soft volleyball we played with. You just have to hold the ball on the other team's like goal net for three seconds, but they can do whatever they want to you. Like 
So you're, it's it, this turn is smear the queer on the trampoline, basically. <laughs> it all comes back. Disavow, disavow. Disavow. Tackle the yeah, tackle. We, uh, I know when I was in eighth grade, it definitely changed to like tackle the carrier or something like that. Yeah. Eighth yeah, grade was Did you guys ever play like, uh, I think it was called, we called them chicken fights, where you're in, in the, the pool. pool. Oh, yep, in yeah. the pool, you pull the shoulders, oh, and yeah. just whoever stood up is the winner. That was a great game. Uh, we also, we would play. We'd call them. I can't remember what we call them, but it's pretty much like chicken wars, but on the uh, on the swing sets. So it's like you know, like the standard chain swing swing set has like two swings, and then there's like bases to the side. So we'd have you have like two teams of three, and there's your pilot who's in the like swing, and like the other two just pull them back to the side. <laughs> And then the like pilot just like sticks at their legs because you're trying to kick the other kid off the swing. <laughs> and you just swing right. Yeah, you just you just let go. You're like one, two, three, and like the throwers would like put spin on it if they thought that would help. Like of oh, course God. it never did, but it was a great game. No wonder that ACL of yours is weak. Right? There's too many cool. victim of swing wars. Electric. Well, cool. Love reminiscing, boys. Love it. Makes me feel young again. Absolutely. Any other uh, any other good games, boys? Or are we uh, we're wrapping up? That's it. Next sponsor. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that takes us to our next sponsor. Are you currently one of the millions of Americans stuck inside during this pandemic? Have you resorted to consuming massive amounts of calorie-filled beer, such as Space Danger and Bodhi's yeah. <laughs> Are you sick of shouting, no laws, when you're drinking claws, despite obeying the law by staying at home? <laughs> then I have the most special answer for you. Special guest Zane's special kamikaze shot. It's truly special. In just four simple yet special ingredients, you too can enjoy the fastest and most efficient way to fall flat on your face for two special servings just add the following to your cocktail shaker two ounces of triple sec two ounces of lime juice four shots of vodka and a couple of muddled raspberries don't forget to add some ice give those ingredients a healthy special shake and pour into your favorite special shot glasses special guest zane's special kamikaze shots are guaranteed to cut in half both your calorie intake and your memory during these unprecedented times. Wow, Yay. great sponsor. <laughs> fully guaranteed, fully guaranteed. Ask anyone who is present at the New Year's Eve extravaganza this year. Mitch Penny. <laughs> Sounds like a time. Sounds like a time. Well, uh, I think with that being said, we're uh, we're ready to introduce our new guest. Um, yes. For this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for ultimate frisbee champion, uh, one of the most popular draft picks in all of the BB Lot podcast drafts this year, and cocktail connoisseur Will Lynn. Will, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. 
Of course, really, of course. It's really a pleasure. It's really a pleasure. The pleasure is ours. First question, you know what's coming. Is Ultimate Frisbee a sport or a game or even a hobby, as <laughs> others like to say? Okay. Well, let me just clarify. It's, it's definitely at least a hobby. Okay. It's definitely at least a hobby. <laughs> at least a hobby. I mean, don't but, get too excited there. <laughs> but, Zane, I, I mean, I've had this question a lot. And so I, I went and looked to def- what is the definition of a sport. And that's according to Google. And they say an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. Well, now, the, the entertainment, entertainment part. is a big part of that. <laughs> part, okay. Now, I also I appreciate I, I you did to, not cutting that off, though. <laughs> yeah, I, want, I wanted to go into all this. So, to my definition, I would say that that is a sport because I'm entertained, and I've had other people entertained by me or others playing that game, the game of ultimate. Okay. Then I want to also talk about some other things. Would you? This is a question to to you three. Would you define golf as a sport? Yes. Yes. There's a trophy. You get a trophy for There's it. A trophy. Okay. Would you define Would you define table tennis as a sport? Ooh, that's Ooh, a game. Get into the hobby. That's a game. Okay. I'm just. I, I'm just. I want to understand where you guys clarify a sport. Okay. It is you know in the Olympics. It is in the Olympics. Okay. Is ultimate in the Olympics? No. It is working on its way to getting into the <laughs> no, it Olympics. Is not in the, so table tennis is not, more of a sport than than ultimate is what you're well, saying. See, and, no, the reason legally at least. And and I and the reason the main reason behind it is because ultimate frisbee does not have officials, and to be a, like for Olympic sports, they require you to have an official so that they can dictate what's happening in the in the sport. Right. So, how does that work with no officials? Sportsmanship, so Jake, pass it on. You've yeah. seen those commercials. It's it's sportsmanship. It's it's what we call the spirit of the game. So it's self officiated. If you feel like you fat like you got fouled, then you call that foul, and then you conversate with that person about who fouled you, and they either agree or disagree. It's just like in if you were to play street basketball in a sense, right? Someone right. says foul. But the difference here is that I could argue that it wasn't a foul, and then we can, and then there's certain rules that go along with that. What are those certain rules? So, like, counsel? What? So, it basically would be like if I fouled the thrower um, and I felt like I didn't foul him, then it'd be a contested foul, and it goes back to him, um, the original thrower, and we rest- and then we basically restart the play at wherever. Um, like, you know, so we have a stall count, which is basically like a shot clock, basically. So you have 10 seconds to get rid of the disc. In this case, you would just start at whatever it is, unless it's at a certain stall count. So if it's like at stall count six, it has to drop down to stall count four. There's a lot of weird rules in that. Who what keeps the- track of this stall count? Because there's no official. Yeah. The, the defender. The defender's in charge of ca- counting their stall. So are they sitting there just doing like kind of like the blah 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 blah? Are they doing one two three four five six seven eight nine ten? Right. So you have to say stall one, stall two, <laughs> stall three. There's there's a lot of weird rules in ultimate. I'm not gonna act like there isn't because there is. But to go back to the original question of is it a sport? I think it meets every definition there. I also look at the fact that there is other things that 
what we would consider hobbies that are considered sports. So that's another reason. And then I also want to talk to you guys about what do you think are the highlights of every sport? Like what, when you think of highlights, what do you think of? Big hits. Slamajamas. Yeah, right. Slamming, big hits, diving catches. No, no, don't, don't add diving catches. All right, fine. <laughs> if you don't think a diving I've catch I've never watched a diving highlight. catch highlight. Nope. Never nope. seen right. one. Or, fights? Or, fights? Fights? Those aren't fencing, highlights, Zane. They're entertaining. Highlights? Stabs? <laughs> Is that what they call them? I don't know. I just, when you look at that and you look at Ultimate, it has a ton of highlights on it. Like, you got people with really dope throws that are just, like, hitting their receivers straight in, in stride. You got dude just completely embarrassing somebody by catching the disc, like, a solid foot over them and just, like, embarrassing them and wiping the disc on them. Mossing them. Oh, wiping the disc on them. Is that a term? You teabag yeah. them with the disc? You just take the disc and you wipe it on them slowly. That's just Ooh, straight what? disrespect. Yeah. Can he call a foul there? Can he get a contested no. foul? Is there a sportsmanship no. call? There is a sportsmanship call, but sportsmanship, but no technicalities. Like you catching. get a two, a two well, for sportsmanship now. But see, so then there's this other aspect of ultimate that's been added more recently within like the last four or five years, where they added this thing called officials, oh. and officials are basically they can't, they can't make a ruling they can't call a foul but they are the final decision makers on said foul if that makes sense so like say jake fouled me and we didn't agree on it and there was observers there we would go to the observer whatever the observer said that's the final ruling so in a way they are an official it feels like this is is trending towards referees if this becomes Mm -hmm. like a professional sport you know what i mean well so, so it is a professional sport there is professional teams, and they do have refs in that one. What's but the your rules, team? Well, see, I don't really like that because I don't really think it's actual ultimate because they've – yeah, The spirit they don't of the game, it. Jake, the spirit of the game. Well, it's partly that, Zane, but it's also – there's a lot of different aspects. They made the field much bigger. It's, it's all about offense, and so that's awesome, but – I personally, I'm a, I like highlight defense plays. Like when someone just comes out of nowhere and just takes the disc from the offender. I think that's fucking hype. It's shit. But that's just, that's me. That's me. Will comes for the pitching battles. Um, yeah, so I think I missed the more- 70s of basketball when it was good. Deep. Exactly. Exactly, Jake. Right, um, I have a question for you, Will. Yeah, she's saying. If you had to compare your um ability on the on the on the pitch on the field on the field yeah on the field (laughs) on the field who would you compare yourself to if you could one current athlete any sport if you're a defensive guy you know what what is that like give us one name that you compare yourself to one name to compare myself for me personally on the on the ultimate field Great question there, Zane. Great question. Thank you. Do you have a great answer? <laughs> Try, I'm trying to think. Like, 
I don't want to be too over the top with it. You oh, know what I mean? It. I'm not going to be... want you to be over the top. What do you think? Because like, you know... Give us a headline. Give us a headline. Is it a follow? Okay, I got you. No, it's not a follow, Jake. But appreciate the reference. Um, no, I'm going to go with like, like Paul George. Okay? Oh. Oh. In the sense of great defender, can score. Okay? But what you wouldn't say he's an athlete. Definitely, he's got some great um, athletic abilities. Can dunk the ball and stuff. But you wouldn't say he's the most athletic person on on the court, right? That's how I would describe myself. You know, I'm not the most athletic person out there, but I make plays, and I I use my size to get shit done. This just in: breaking news. Will Lynn thinks that he is Paul George. Paul George, as athletic as Paul George, he said. (laughs) On the ultimate field. On the ultimate field. It gives him a (laughs) power-up. I actually like that. I like that. No, Paul George is always a good athlete. Because, yeah, it's like he's an all-star, but you're never like – He also does it all in basketball. He's like the ultimate utility guy. Right. But he's not like – he was an all-star, but you weren't really like – when you think of the Clippers right now, really you're going to like it's Kawhi's team and Paul George is that good, helpful second person. But you know what I mean? Like if you don't have Kawhi, that team's going to be kind of like when he was on the Pacers. That's what it would, that team would be reminding me of. The LA Clippers would be when Paul George was on the Pacers if they didn't have Kawhi. I like that. I like that. Asking you again for, to, to dig deep here. Okay. Who? From the BB Lock group, would you draft as the first pick for your ultimate Frisbee team? Okay, I'm just, Ooh. I just want to clarify, you, you three or the entire lot? Yeah, not us three. The entire lot, except for us. You know, we know we'd be one, two, and yeah. three. So we yeah. want to keep it even. Right, right. <laughs> of the and entire no lot. There's a lot, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent in that lot. There's a lot no, of don't 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 try to go, butter them up. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Kyle George. Ooh, because Kyle George knows how to both throw. He's tall and he can catch. The, oh, and he likes that body. Fast. He likes that tall body. That's I mean that's a that's an ultimate player right there. He knows how to throw it. He also I'm pretty sure he played baseball, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. So he already knows how to dive correctly which is like the hardest part in ultimate. I've still not figured out how to dive correctly. So <laughs> yeah, I don't scorpion. There's some idiot to scorpion, but yeah. Are you concerned? Down. Are you concerned at all about his ability to jump with his uh, famous tiny calves? You know, a little bit, but we can work on that. We can always try to strengthen the calves, you know, but yeah, it's, it's a little intimidating, but I've also seen him <laughs> go up there and get the ball. So you know, the question is, does he want to play ultimate? That's Ooh, really going to be the harder one. Bit. Can he commit? People are asking. <laughs> Anywho, well, when, well, uh, Will, um, you know, my, my question is going to be, why do you think that people on, on the internet, on Twitter, don't think that our team could beat Jake's team and maybe even Zane's team? You know, Definitely Zane's team. Didn't even come close. I I really don't know to answer you, um, Justin. Because like we had we had the best quarterback that we've ever had for the flag football team, 
with you. We had Taylor and I at safety, so I don't really know what their plan was on throwing it over because anytime oh, oh, it was Oh, your dick is just so big. Uh, yeah. Jake, don't forget they have Paul George playing at safety. Oh, God, is exactly. that Paul George in the um, – And then, I mean, and then you look at it. We got a great center with Mitch Penny. You know, we got we – got Last Pace. pick, Mr. Irrelevant. No, no, no. Yeah, you, you're, mis, you're misunderstanding. The pale door, they call him. The <laughs> J-Page just understands – how to build your team. You don't go with your center in an early draft. That's not, that's not an intelligent pick. You, you wait, you know? So I just, I don't know, Jay Page. I really want them to understand how athletic your team was and how unathletic Jake is. That's really what I want to focus on. Hey, hey, athletic enough to be voted the I am chair or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to go into that, Jake, because I'm still pissed about that. Still bitter about that just sweeping election result. <laughs> Didn't even get a vote. <laughs> Didn't oh. even get a vote. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I'm right know. there with that. Zane also, draft- Zane also drafted Stokesbury. Have you ever seen Stokesbury play football? I haven't seen him play football. I watched him play softball. It was my period. <laughs> He's simply a guy, if we can get him the ball into open space, he will get us 10 yards. Okay. I, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. He is squirrely. He's our last option. He's our last option. He's the gadget guy. Yeah. I just <laughs> – The problem is it was, it was Stokesbury, Michael Thomas, and there was no question there. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Okay. You know, I just – I really hope that one day we can actually get these teams together and actually go prove that Jay Page and I's team would oh, honestly just – Has Jay Page not over. scheduled your team's practices that Zane and I's team are booked. Yeah, we, no, we, have a, we have a hard knocks deal. Yeah. We don't need practice. There's like, oh, my God, way. you already you have more fans up. than the Chargers. You can do this. <laughs> it's not easy. Anywho, well – I'm right there with you. I think uh, our talent overflows the cup in in regards to uh, when you're comparing it to, uh, you know, that type of situation. I don't know what I was really saying. Anyway, I just think we have more talent than everyone else. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Twitter's the popularity concept. It happens. But when the push goes to shove, we'd we'd win by two, three, probably four touchdowns, if I'm being honest. If we're going to get the big team, it's five for sure. Hey, doesn't matter if the Cowboys lose, we're still the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, hey, well, good for you. Um, I don't have any more questions right now. I'm just bummed that we didn't win the popularity contest. All right, well, if, if anyone doesn't have any other questions, Jake, do you have anything to add real quick? Um, I mean, I, I hear we've been doing – you know, we've been sp- – Picked up a lot of new alcohol sponsors. Have you pro- you've probably heard throughout the episode. And uh, we've been watching uh, some um, – it appears you're a TikTok quarantini star. You know, we're in the process of getting there. It's actually, it's actually not me. I'm just the filmer and the director. I'm actually trying to make Bob Lynn the TikTok famous person. So, you know, when you guys see those, really help me get those trending. We're trying to get – Bob Lynn's quarantine 
happy I was trending. If possible, you know, I understand, you know, people are busy and stuff, but you no, know, it's we, during, during this time, as you guys have shown with our ads that, that you just need, you need drinks right now. You need alcohol and you need good drinks. And that's what Bob Lynn offers. He offers well-designed drinks, easy step-by-step, you know, I made a, We made a Manhattan last week, and it was quite delicious. I'm not going to lie. Is quite Bob delicious. on Twitter? Because that is our main platform right now. Ooh, Bob, Bob is not on Twitter. Bob is only on Facebook, and he doesn't even like Facebook. So, <laughs> like, Bob needs a multi-platform right now. Right. Maybe we should get Bob on Twitter to really just allow him to get, get what he needs to say off his chest. I have a yeah. question. We're, we're in the market for sponsors right now. We already have El Yucateco Hot Sauce. We would love to get Bob's uh, TikTok as a potential sponsor. We would feature him. As oh. an ad, perhaps? Oh, Bob Lynn's Quarantine Happy Hour is all in on those. I mean, I'm the marketer. I basically run almost everything except I can't be the face. I can't be the face, you know. That you don't want to be the No one wants all to be the face. We want 10% of any future earnings from Bob's TikTok to be the sponsor. Okay. Okay. We can, we can accept that clause. We can accept that clause. Because okay. currently we're at we're – at, zero dollars oh i know but you're gonna get our bump like we got dan the mick cronin interview right after our podcast no problem we called our ucla friends people yeah we're like you know the page is aguire gelman building yeah that's us we need this (laughs) (laughs) well well felt fair enough jake well i'll just you know i'll just be looking for you guys to get bigger us to get bigger and together we can just grow and just really come out of this quarantine making millions. That's the goal, right? Millions. And drunk. And drunk. And drunk. And drunk, right. Well, you have to be drunk <laughs> to make the million. What, so what is your favorite uh, drink that Bob has done right now? You mentioned the Manhattan. Is there anything else? You know, Bob and I made a, a lemon drop that was Ooh. quite delicious. And, you know, I'm not very much of a vodka drinker. But that lemon drop was, with the lemon cello was perfect. I mean, Bob himself had three. So. <laughs> My mom's a big lemon drop fan, too. Um, well, it's just so weird to, for me picturing you drinking nice alcohol. Because anytime I'd see you, it'd normally be with Stokesbury, and then it's like Potter's, you know? <laughs> Well, you you you're relating me to Stokesbury. You know that's the difference. You know I tried my senior year to stay a little classy. If you don't rem- remember, Jake, I studied abroad, and after that, oh, I just oh, God. had to class up. Uh, Jake, how could you? Break? Yeah, that's when you brought the volcano in. Really classy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> don't worry. I still have the volcano. It's really hey. helping me. Through the quarantine if times. There's ever a time for a volcano. It is right now. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I have a couple of questions from the BB Lot audience for you, Will, here. Okay. Um, the first one is from Daniel and Serpy, special yeah. guest, Daniel and Serpy. Um, and oh. he asked, he requests that we put on a spelling bee for you. And the word that oh, he would like you to yeah. spell. <laughs> the word that Dan would like you to spell is fraternity. 
and I'll use it in a sentence for you. <laughs> Shit. Will, once upon a time, you ran for scholarship chair and couldn't spell the word fraternity. <laughs> I, uh, forgot, I forgot I beat him at scholarship chair, too. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, Jake, that one was even worse because you were on my committee, ran against me, and people were like, yeah, Will sucks. Let's get him the fuck out. <laughs> it's called a mutiny, Will. That's how you do it. <laughs> um, I asked, can I, can, I have a, can I spell off against somebody? Like, you know, when I do it against Chuck, I always feel better. You can, because, you can you know, spell off a- against me. I'll be I'll, – I'll hand up. Okay. All right. Fraternity. Well, I know it's F-R-A-T. I know that that is for sure how you start it. No way. Hold on. <laughs> we want those hands up too so we can see you're not typing right. anything. I'm almost, I'm almost, I'm almost, yeah, all right. I'm almost, this is my, this is my guess, okay? F-R-A-T E-R N-I-T-Y? <laughs> yes! Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh, <laughs> that it's is a, big. It's a new day, guys. It's a new day. All right. I'll never, I'll never forget listening to both you and Chuck trying to spell turquoise. <laughs> that, was a bad, that was a bad night. That was a bad night, Justin. We also messed up a lot of other words that we, we really should have known how to spell. <laughs> And the next, oh. the next uh, question or uh, prompt you could say from the BB Law is from Jackson Wood. Jackson Ooh. would like Will to tell the story about the time he almost knocked himself out while playing goalie in intramurals. Oh, God. That, that's, all, that's a good story. Um, so, you know, I had to, I had to be goalie um, because no one else was willing to do it on our team. And... I was a solid goalie. You were a good goalie. I was a solid goalie. And so there was just like, I don't remember exactly what happened, but like the ball was all the way on the other, like on the other half. And so I'm sitting at like the top of my box, not even like, not even recognizing. And somebody just boots it and it's going straight for the goal. So I'm backing up, backing up, backing up. And I realized like I should make sure that this ball goes over the post, over the crossbar to really make sure that we don't get scored on, right? I don't want to be that idiot who just got scored on from like 50 yards out. Well, so I jump straight up and I make direct contact with the crossbar. Like, <laughs> and if you remember those, those goals, they were not that big. Like, I jumped only probably... No, you're taller than the goal post. No, I was, I was like right below it. And so when I jumped... And I use like a lot. Well, of I mean, I was I was at the game. I was playing in the game, and you you crouched down and then jumped. So you were probably crouched to about five foot, but it yeah. was it looked it was so painful. And then I go Ooh. down. the The official comes over to me and she goes, "Are you good to play?" And I like shake it off, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm good. Like this is good." Yeah, I'm almost positive I had a concussion. You and, definitely you know, did. But, but we didn't want to forfeit. But we couldn't forfeit because who else was going to go into goal? So, you know, I did what was necessary, and I stood up. And I'm pretty sure we went into a shootout, and we won that shootout. So, 
As supervisor it. on duty for Gonzaga Intramurals, I, I can't stand uh, stand by and hear you bad talk the referees here and oh, say that they did God. not take proper medical protocol for you. No, she asked, like, am I okay? I said, said yes. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's, that's all the questions we have from the public. Any remaining thoughts, boys? I have a question. What are you, what are you up to right now, Will? What's, uh, what's the quarantine plans? Yeah, the quarantine plan, um, you know, looking for a job. So to any of the lovely viewers, if you know somebody who's hiring a civil engineer entry-level position, really anywhere at this point, give me a holler, you know? Give me a text. Hit me up on Facebook, Twitter. All the options are available. I would love – Love to have an opportunity to start working and <laughs> yep, that's that's about that one. Um quarantine wise quarantine yep. wise, I've been uh, you know, watching a lot of TV, playing a lot of video games, GTA, uh 2K. Yeah, and, and drinking. That's about, you know, and hitting the volcano. What else can you ask? Will, do you have a PlayStation? No, I have an Xbox, unfortunately, Jake. Well, but we can hop on Warzone together. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. baby. You got to join the regiment. Oh, you guys got a whole squad? Oh, yeah. I'm down to Mine is to Jake Page. I don't think he has the game. What's, what's the regiment uh, called? Kyler, Kyler named it something. I think it's Boys Boy. I'm not sure. We'll invite well, you. Okay, I appreciate that. Hey, I just wanted to also say, you know, I was hearing you guys talk about the Zags, and I just wanted to say, like, I agree with everything you guys were saying about like the Zags who applied for drafting. And I think the, the thing about Petrusev is he needs to learn how to actually face the basket and score. Like he's That's a great score on, he's great underneath the basket, but like in today's NBA, if you want to actually make it, you have to be able to look at the basket and either make a jumper or drive to the lane. And he just doesn't have that. Yeah, it was even a, a teardrop of some kind. I just don't see him having that yet. So, But I, I agree with all you guys that they're all coming back. The Zags are going number one in the country and just going to ride that out through the whole season. Oh, oh, baby. I forgot to mention, I did bet on the Zags yesterday to win the 2021 championship. What are the odds at? Nine to one, because there's still turmoil about who we're getting back. So. And if the season's going to happen. But, you know, we can cross our fingers and hope for the best. 9-1 to is pretty high, I feel like. Or I guess, I like, like yeah. unfavorable. I would say it's unfavorable. Unfavorable? Normally, well, I mean, like, the number one team is like 5-2. to two. Oh, is it really? I didn't five know that. 5-1. Yeah. Mm. Well, I like that bet, Jake. I like that bet. <laughs> yeah, How much you I put on it? You, I threw 250 on it, so. Oh, you don't want to throw the stimulus check on it? No, no. You know, I get it. <laughs> Which is pretty much the same as gambling right now, so who knows? Put it on black. Put it on black. <laughs> All righty, well, anyone... I'd like to – oh, sorry, go ahead, Will. Oh, I was going to ask, where... does anyone know where March Madness is next year, like where the Final Four will be? Indianapolis. Oh, woof. Okay, well, it's a basketball haven. <laughs> if the Zags win in it, 
You're 100% right. I'll love it. I'll love it if the Zags win win (laughs) It's Indianapolis. I just don't want to have my first trip for a Zag Natty to be in Indianapolis. Nope, but you got to make the best out of it, Zane. I will. I will. There's nothing else to do but drink over there, I bet. Oh, yeah. Cheap housing. That's another positive. All right. Well, thank you very much, Will. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you for educating us on what a game is and what a lovely game ultimate frisbee is uh <laughs> hopefully we can have you back on soon buddy all right appreciate it boys all right thanks will later and that segment was brought to you by this ad we all know and love this special beverage you are walking with your roommate and about five other guys to the local hammy mart you say hello to the friendly vietnamese family that runs the store and stretch straight to the malt liquor aisle. You grab a 40 of choice. It's cold as ice, but the real fun starts at the next drinking section. You walk, you walk to the energy drink aisle, but you aren't, you aren't there for any old energy drink. You grab your own choice of four loco. Look those Vietnamese people in the eye and say, thank you, because you know it's about to be a night. You get back, you get back to you drink your 40 ounce. You, you get back to you drink half your 40 ounce and then pour the whole loco into 40 ounce bottle. This, as we all know, is a sidewalk slammy. Enjoy. Whoops. Tough, tough well, finish there, Paige. <laughs> you get back to your dorm and then drink half your 40 ounce. My fault, my fault. I was rushed. <laughs> It looks yeah, like Paige. Paige was having a couple of those handy mart sidewalk slammies yeah, while writing that. I might have divulged and had a sidewalk slammy myself. <laughs> uh, I hope I painted a nice picture, though. A little nostalgia going to Hammy Mart. Um, anywho, that was our last drink sponsor. Um, closing announcements, everyone. Um, I guess first off, we'll touch on the, uh, the good old oh, – looks like Will left. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Last Dance documentary. Do you guys uh, have any last uh, thoughts about that? Oh, do we ever? Time. What a loaded couple of episodes this week. Some straight up bitches. That was probably the best <laughs> line of the, of the episode. <laughs> yeah, and that, that seems to be like kind of the most popular thing people are talking about right now because uh, I guess the, the MJ Isaiah hate, Justin tweeted about it. Uh, I'm sure he can add a little more to me at the end of this, but even on ESPN and the Dan Patrick show today, all they were talking about is the Isaiah Thomas apology to it right now, which I think is the weakest move by him. Oh, you got to him just be like, no, fuck it. And um, Bill Ambeer saying that Bill Ambeer got on and was like, no, we're, we're the bad boys. We're not shaking anyone's hands. Screw those guys. Yeah, it's, it is pretty interesting. I love how it still, it feels so fresh with them. I mean, you could just see the emotion on, uh, Michael's face, who has been awesome during this this whole documentary process. He's been super authentic, telling some great stories. Um, but you can just tell it's still there. I think that's incredible. Just it speaks to the the level of competition they're at, um, really where that where the NBA game was. Because I mean, the, you, you everyone saw it. The uh, the MJ rules was basically just knock the shit out of him as soon as he gets into the gets into the key, takes off. You know, one thing that's amazed me, I don't know if you guys have noticed it, 
But, like, the degree of difficulty of the shots Michael's hitting, where he, like, leaps, pretends to shoot, and he, like, floats a little bit, and as he's coming down from his jump, he'll just put up a little, like, a little hook or a little floater. And it's just, like, 10 out of 10 times he's hitting it. It's blown me away. It's awesome to see. Yeah, that's, like, every – oh. Go ahead, Jake. Go ahead. It feels like every shot has a pump fake in it. It's like – It's crazy. Yeah, the only, the, the only person who has that floating ability that I've ever seen, and this is going to shock you guys, and that is one Mitchell Penny. In the wreck, that guy's only move down low is this fadeaway post, and he doesn't really get off the ground. He gets about, I would say, three inches off the ground, but levitates backwards about five feet and doesn't shoot it until his back foot lands. It is, it is actually quite the sight to see, and it is impossible to block with his You painted quite the image. I really want to see it. <laughs> Maybe we can get Mitch to, uh, to post that for us, the, little, the, the Mitch favorite. Ooh. Yeah, maybe at the, uh, end of our, at the end of this episode, he might be inclined to do so, intent. Um, yeah, no, I, I, these, these episodes are awesome. Um, I think obviously yeah, everyone's been talking about it, but the Rodman 48 hours thing was pretty funny. Um, I'm excited to get into like the darker side of MJ of how much of an asshole he was to his teammates, because I think it was one of the tools he used to motivate his teams to be so great. Like you guys kind of saw it on that, like hidden, hidden tape where he was just completely calling out his teammate, basically saying that he couldn't stay loyal to whatever girl he was with. And that he's an alcoholic and all these other things. He's just ripping into this guy. And uh, I'm, actually, I'm excited because I think it'll just be funny and kind of like, whoa, kind of a different tone to this whole documentary. So I'm looking forward to that coming up. Yeah, I think because I've like never really heard MJ talk that much because he doesn't do a lot of, you know, public appearances and stuff. I never assumed mm-hmm. he'd have all these one-liners just ready <laughs> It's like, my parents are going to find out. Your parents are going to find out you're an alcoholic. Ha! Like, damn. Yeah, that, that whole scene, I don't know. Who was the other guy that he was talking to? I have no idea. But I, I don't think he's a big name, but he was just clowning. And you could tell that guy was, like, kind of serious. He's like, he's like Mike, you, you got going, M, you got to stop. My parents are going to watch this. <laughs> Fuck your parents. <laughs> Yeah, that was hilarious. Something I did learn this week, and I don't actually know if this is out there, but apparently, and, and I have the article up here on NBC Sports, apparently Michael Jordan only agreed to do this documentary on the day LeBron participated in the Cavs championship parade. Hmm. Really? Yes. Damn. Just because he thought LeBron would never win – uh, well, I, my my interpretation of that is that, oh, LeBron finally got, you know, he's getting multiple championships now, got one with Cleveland. Is he better than MJ? And MJ just had to remind everyone, hey, I'm still, I'm still the boss. I like that. Yeah, I think, I mean, another, almost, there's just so many storylines, so many one-liners, but like, I don't know about you guys, but I've kind of not necessarily studied him specifically, but I really liked uh, learning about his trainer when I was um, studying to be like a strength and conditioning coach. And like his, the whole mental fortitude side of Michael Jordan's game is like second to none. So I was fascinated to see that. And he finally came up in an episode, his name was Tim Grover. And um, it's just so interesting to see how besides the athletic tools, besides the teammates, like how he was able to just will himself 
to championships. And I'm excited to see the rest of it. It's going to be pretty cool, I think. I kind of made had an epiphany after this um, episode, though, that I forgot the team they beat in 97-98 is the Jazz with Stockton. I feel like I'm going to be bummed Aww. about that. Do you think they'll have Stockton on the this, um, this series? Call me crazy, but I don't picture John Stockton being quite the entertaining interview. I could see him dropping an F-bomb and just being like, fuck Michael Jordan. Right? He's like, that guy was a fucking asshole. <laughs> Spokane. Yeah. Like, yeah, fuck that guy. You never know. I mean, they got Michael to do as much as he did. Maybe John will, will chip in a little bit. Maybe an interview. A quick, a quick five-minute interview. Yeah, I, I do think Mike chose to do a lot of his own interviewing. I don't think they got him to do it. I think he's largely in charge of a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Mm. Kind of, yeah, it, it does kind of – I I only learned about that this morning, like I said, when I was listening to the Dan Patrick show, because I was all – I, I kind of liked how Mike was presenting him, how he was presented by the documentary, and then I was reminded <laughs> that actually he's kind of just presenting himself. And so it's kind of like, eh. I don't know. I don't know how much I buy into how likable he's been shown right now. Right. Because that's the crazy thing. Because, like, you know, a lot of the Piston stuff they talked about was covered in the 30 for 30, the, you know, bad boys of, yeah. bas- of basketball. And, like, watching that documentary, you're like, yeah, yeah, they definitely should have walked off the court. Like, the Celtics had done it against them, and it's like, fuck, fuck those guys. You know? I do. I do hate the Celtics argument saying, Oh, the Celtics walked off on us. So we're going to do it to Michael. Yeah, that one's oh, it, It's like everyone does it, I guess. Or, or if they had just been, they clearly, they just didn't want to. I don't know. Exactly. I think it was a different time. They all say like during that time, I mean, sportsmanship wasn't a thing. They were punching yeah. each other in the guts trying to do layups. So just, just walk off the court and own it. I don't, I don't think you have to do right. much more than that. Yeah. 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 Yep, but uh, Jackson coaching. Oh, sorry. No, no, go for it. Go for it. I think Phil Jackson coaching in Puerto Rico was pretty electric to watch. (laughs) Phil Jackson's whole backstory was incredible. I was wondering because they, I do think Phil Jackson is probably the only guy who could have coached Dennis Rodman the way he did and gotten the, uh, like his, the way he was able to play. And he gave him that like 48 hours. I, I, I think Phil did that. Because they talked about how Phil was a partier back when he was playing. He was doing – he was dropping acid when he was right. in the league. Question, That's bigger partier, Phil Jackson, Dennis Rodman. I mean, you got to put Phil right there. I didn't even – I didn't know he was dropping acid uh, while he was playing. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. I mean, it, what was it? it was the early 70s, right? So they were just yeah. coming out of the 60s. I mean, you guys have seen that picture of him now that's going around where he's in the cab and just his face is lighting up. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty uh, modest guy, too. So his face doesn't look like that too often, if you uh, catch my drift. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Um, but cool, yeah, I- I'm looking forward to the rest of the uh, series. And I guess we should update everyone on this absolutely electric 30 for 30, 2K series we have, arguably more popular than the Last Dance documentary. Um, right now, it currently stands, Jake is beating Zane 12 to 11. So Zane has made quite the comeback. But I've been hearing from my sources that Zane entered the All-Star break with a heartbreaking loss 
you hate to see it. You hate to see that win streak come to an end like that. Um, as it currently stands, Jake has six wins with his current team, four wins with his historical, and two wins with the all-time team. Um, and Zane has seven wins with the current team, two wins with historical, and two wins with all-time. Um, guys, do you guys want to update our uh, audience on how we will select the winner of the fan contest um, caddying challenge? Yeah, well, well, first, I would just like to backtrack a little bit and let the audience know what exactly went down this week. It was a miraculous comeback for Zane. The, the beginning of this challenge put me down in the dumps. I was screaming at the TV. I was throwing my controller. I was yelling at Jake. And then this week, the miracle happened, or this past week, I went on a five-to-one run with Jake. It was incredible. We, we bounced back at one point. We tied the series at 11, uh, and, and it wasn't even close coming to this point. Uh, I was winning these games by double digits every time. And, and in order for Jake to get back, we, we've learned that the, two co- the 2K gods will just turn on you. They're vicious sons of bitches. And it, the only way Jake was able to sneak out this win at the All-Star break was sneak by shooting. out a 40-point win. Hang it was on. not a 40-point win. He shot 80% from the field in 2K throughout the entire game. My team shot 55%, which is generally just a little below average, I would say. But that 5-1 to one run, the Isagari, team Isagari's feeling great. We're back in it, baby. We're not worried about the Celtics. They might not get another win for the entire no. remainder of this series. Let me explain the, tr- the progression of this, these 30 games, how it'll happen. It started out, we started the series, I was the underdog. Zane was the favorite. Jay Page even said so. But what's this? Oh, the underdog's trained up. He goes off to a 5-1 run. Oh, but then the the favorite player starts playing dirty, and he ties the series. Well, then after, like, the third round, like, my, like, old but inspirational coach tells me, you're better than this. And then I just beat the shit out of you to win that 12th game. This now is just, it's straight to the top. This is the Patriots play the victim right here. Play the underdog. There is nothing underdog about Jake's teams. He has the Bucks. I have the Sixers. Get that out of here. I believe we, at, we polled the audience, which is Jay Page, at the beginning, who he had more <laughs> confidence in. He said you. Well, obviously, underdog. me as the player. If you look at the teams, if we match up our teams <laughs> team for team, and I, I, I'm – all credit to you. You got the better draw. You picked these teams. Your teams per category are just 85, better. 86 Celtics versus your old Bucks. The Bucks are better. You oh, can't you're just mad because I have turned up the heat with the Bucks. Oh, you're not baby. ready. I've been practicing Uh-oh. so much with Larry. You're going to get oh. a Larry left hook. And right let that be known, Jake does practices in between games. This guy doesn't. Oh, this guy, I'm like AI. No time for practice. <laughs> it showed in your life. I, I will say, although Jake and I do do go at it in 2K, this the series has slowly built a, a hatred, uh, not between Jake and I, but between Jake, myself, and 2K. It is turning into Jake and Zane against 2K. One does not realize the fortitude, courage, and bravery that it takes to play this many games of 2K. Once you get to that 14-point like deficit and you still have to finish the game and you're just shooting threes, that's a hard point. Yeah, and but then, and then play through. 
with the amount of games we played, I think, what is it at this point? It's, it's 23. You start recognizing sort of not the glitches in 2K, but the random um, variables. Yeah, just, just like when you're center on defense for no fucking reason, just drifts out to the three-point line and goddamn Parrish is wide open. For some reason, Joel, Joel Embiid is on the three-point line, not guarding him. It's pissing me off, but we're going to bounce back. Well, that's back. his poor defense. But, yeah, there are variables, you know. <laughs> hey, let's not forget that time Kareem put up 40 against Parrish. Nope. Okay. On to you, Jay Page. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. The, the, the award, right? The – Oh, yeah, we totally forgot yeah. about the award. Yes, so here it is, ladies and gentlemen. You've been waiting for this this whole time. Who is going to be the lucky person to get to golf with Jake as their caddy? Oh, and Zane as, my as their caddy. That lucky person, we've decided, we've finally come to a conclusion on how we're going to decide that, and it is going to be done classic style. We're going to do a talent show, and what that entails is we are asking our listeners, anyone who wants a free round of golf, compliments of Jake as your caddy. If you want that, we're asking that you submit a video, uh, a short video. It can be about 30 to uh, a minute, 30 seconds to a minute long. If it's less than 30, no big deal. Submit you a video of yourself doing the talent. Uh, the, the boys, the three of us will vote on which talent we like most, which video we like most. And then we'll also do a poll on Twitter. And whoever wins that Twitter poll uh, will get an additional vote uh, that is uh, aggregated with the three votes from the boys on the pod. How does that sound, fellas? Sounds Sounds great to me. I'd also like to offer up whoever wins this challenge will get to choose their favorite beverage of choice, uh, which will likely be Zane. Um, whoever wins, um, you'll get to pick your 30 rack of choice compliments of the pod. I will, I will put up the money for that, um, to make it a little more interesting. Ooh, get that in writing. Get that in writing. Taste it already. I'm going to waste 10 on beer showers while you're caddying me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll demand you to tell it. And the loser has to carry the, the cooler as well. Oh, my God. The loser is going to have back problems by the uh, pitfall. <laughs> I'm going to pick also like a 98-degree day. Or... Oh, God. Yes, yeah, so get your sticks out. Get your videos out. Get your talents out. Shoot us. Uh, post it. or Actually, you can post it either to our Twitter account. Uh, email it in. Any way you can get it to us. Get it to us. Text us. DM us. The whole nine yards. Carrier pigeon. We, we're not picky. Exactly. Well, I think with that being said, um, we're all done. We've, we've gone through all of our topics for the evening. Uh, we appreciate you, everyone listening. Uh, during these tough times, everyone stay safe, stay inside, and uh, we'll come back to you. Enjoy the Also, enjoy the draft podcast. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Enjoy the draft podcast. Let us know what you thought. Any of our takes, tweet them at us. Let us know what you think. We'd love to get the ball rolling. Um, that being said, boys, say your farewells. Toodaloo, everyone. Adios. (laughs) All right. Talk to you guys later.